Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Friday Happy Hour. Uh, I am your host, Tyler Buckingham, joined today by my good friend, Peter A. Ravella. How you doing, Tyler? Good to be on the show. Uh, I'm doing great and uh, really excited to have a brand new host on the American Shoreline Podcast Network, Taylor Gells, the Virginia Sea Grant Knauss Fellow, Marine Policy Fellow, I should say, uh, who our audience might remember from a previous uh, uh, appearance on ASPN back in August on the Sea Change podcast with Jenna Valente. And uh, if you went back and you, you listened to that show, you might remember the decade of ocean science for sustainable development, which is starting, Peter, next year. We are a mere yeah. few weeks away from this big decade. United Nations uh, program. That's right. That's right. So Taylor Gells, uh, brand new host here on ASPN, is going to be hosting the Ocean Decade Show dedicated to this effort. Taylor, welcome to ASPN and welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Taylor Gells, the sequel. It's still talking about Ocean Decade, as always. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Gells, uh, you know, a, a proud uh, thing here on ASPN when you go from being the guest of a show to being the host of a show really excited about it. Taylor, uh, give our audience a little refresher about the decade and what's about ready to start here with the United States uh, efforts as part of this UN program. Yeah, so the UN Decade of Ocean Science for Sustainable Development, or as we shorten it to Ocean Decade, because that's uh, quite a mouthful, is a 10-year global initiative to try to transform the way that we study the ocean, the way that humans interact with the ocean, and the way that uh, just our basic society views the ocean. Uh, so yeah, no big deal, no big task. Um, <laughs> but it's the UN is putting a microscope on the ocean and putting a lot of attention and focus on it and basically told all of its organizations underneath the whole UN umbrella that this is a priority, which is really cool. That it's, kind of, it's a once in a lifetime, a once in a career opportunity for people to really use this uh, framework that is created to try to accomplish your own goals that everyone's looking at the ocean and that we're really going to try to make it make the ocean a thing let the ocean have its moment and that's the whole idea behind the decade is to transform from the ocean we have to the ocean we want and that ocean we want is based around the sustainable development goals that the UN had uh, come up with specifically sustainable development goal 14 which is life uh, underwater uh, that goal has been less focused on in the broader uh, global community. So the idea that this decade could be a way to help advance that sustainable development goal in particular, and to really get into the, the nitty gritty of all things ocean and coastal. That's the important thing. It's not just open ocean. We got to bring the coast in too, especially on this network. So uh, Taylor, very interesting and so glad that you're joining the American Shoreline Podcast Network. And uh, we're thrilled that you are going to be hosting the Ocean Decade show on ASPN. Um, I'm really interested in learning a little bit more about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. You said number 14 is relevant to the Decade of the Ocean uh, program. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what the sustainability goals are. I mean, this is something that the United Nations General Assembly dealt with and adopted. Tell us about that process, what these goals mean, and if you could, fill us in a little bit more on goal 14. 
Yeah, so these uh, 17 sustainable development goals that the UN came up with um, back in 2015, um, setting for a 2030 agenda. So that fits really well with the timeline of the decade, you know, from 2021 to 2030, um, that decade. Um, it really builds on decades of work starting back in, you know, the June uh, 1992 uh, Rio summit, you know, where the UN really started first thinking about climate. Um, and so it's really, that's the foundation of these goals, um, of these 17 goals that they, you know, are, are simple in their phrasing, uh, but they mean a lot, you know, so goal one is no poverty. You know, that's again, one of those things, no big deal, but there's so much that goes in under that. And then things like zero hunger, clean water and sanitation. Um, so although the ocean decade is uh, highlighting the life below water, it fits into a lot of the other ones as well because of how interconnected uh, ocean issues are with climate issues, with environmental uh, health issues, with environmental racism, with uh, you know country stability, sea level rise, partnerships. It's, it's all interconnected. So the work that people do for the decade doesn't just help that one goal, you're helping advance the entire uh, agenda of this. And what's really cool is that each country is getting to do its own thing underneath this framework, that member states uh, have a lot of autonomy to think big and partner with others and figure out, you know, how do we wanna use this to accomplish our goals and what should our future goals be? What do we want, you know, the US has the largest EEZ in, in the world. So what do we want to do with that, all that water that we have um, right off our coast? Uh, the exclusive economic zone uh, for yes, the benefit of our listeners, if you don't mind. Yeah, the, the EEZ, the exclusive economic zone, it extends uh, far off land. So you're thinking about what happens at your coast, but also thinking about what happens uh, further out. Well, it's a monumental undertaking, of course, but uh, you know, Peter, when we learned about this, I think going back to that sea change episode when Taylor was on with Jenna, uh, which again, ladies and gentlemen, August 6th, you can go back into the archives, give that one a listen uh, as a little teaser into uh, what Taylor Gells is going to bring to the table here. Uh, and in that discussion, you go into quite a bit of detail about the, the challenges ahead of us and this decade of uh ocean the ocean decade is coming at a critical moment a critical juncture uh how, how you and you are in dc you're you're a virginia <laughs> sea grant canals fellow marine policy yeah. fellow from your perspective how is how has the united states uh how has our effort in the united states uh going to prepare for this monumental decade of, of uh, sustainable, let's see, what is it? The decade of ocean science for sustainable development. How, how is this effort go. going? I really, um, honestly, this year, it seems from my perspective that we've gone from, from zero to a hundred, like in terms of planning and getting awareness out there. Obviously we're not at a hundred percent, but the amount of enthusiasm and momentum that we've found both within the federal government family, but also in the wider U.S. ocean community and within bringing in new partners and things that people who didn't realize that the ocean matters to them uh, and really trying to bring that message uh, full force and forward. That it's been incredible the amount of progress we've been able to make this year, you know, despite 
despite COVID, we found a lot of creative ways to connect with people and connect the the idea of the decade with, you know, building building back our the way that we do business, our economy, our interactions with the ocean, that this can be a change, uh, a really substantial change in history of, you know, viewing climate, the climate change uh, matters, you know, and things that go forward that we need to consider the ocean more, not just as a source of economic revenue, but as a way to protect the ocean and to really make sure that it works for the life and livelihoods of humans as well. Um, so this year has been a great planning year and I'm really excited for everything to to kick off so soon that it's, I'm like, I think everyone is counting down the end of 2020, but also for lots of reasons, but I'm counting down to, to get to when that bell rings at midnight, you know, it'll be the decade, which is exciting. The decade is on. Well, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be really fantastic to have a show on ASPN dedicated to the UN uh, decade of the ocean and sustainable development. Uh, so we are so happy that you're going to be leading uh, the coverage of this effort, this international effort. Um, I just got to say that it, I'm not surprised that you've had a good reception as you begin to reach out and, and the federal program people have begun to reach out to talk about ocean issues, because as Tyler and I know, in all of the shows that we've done, uh, people love the ocean. They love the sea. Mm -hmm. It connects to people emotionally. Uh, we care about it. And we also know that things are changing and things are at risk. Um, issues like fisheries and sustainable use and tourism on the coast. I think about sea level rise and I think about the coming interest internationally in deep marine mining for manganese nodules and strategic minerals. There's so much to contend with. Uh, and it's good that there's going to be a decade long effort internationally to try to get a handle on what we expect from the ocean. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about what people hope to accomplish in this decade dedicated to the ocean? Yeah. So the UN has laid out, uh, a set of goals that they want to accomplish by the end of the decade. And this was done, you know, not unilaterally. They've had regional workshops for every major ocean basin over the past two to three years. They've had global planning meetings. They've done surveys. They've really tried to make sure that, uh, you know, it's not just developed countries that are going to benefit from this, but that, you know, capacity development and lifting others up and data sharing is a big part of it as well. So these uh, seven goals that have been developed are really big broad ideas, similar to the, you know, the broadness that I was speaking about the sustainable development goals. It's goals like a clean ocean, you know, a healthy right. ocean, a productive ocean in reference to fisheries, um, a predicted ocean, you know, where we can better predict natural hazards, um, an accessible ocean where we have better access to data and data sharing. Uh, and then my favorite is an inspiring and engaging ocean uh, that always makes me Think about Moana, you know, that you that you have that connection to the ocean and helping people better realize the, the role that the ocean plays in their lives. And so the reason why these goals are so big is because we wanted it to act as an umbrella, you know, that everyone can find their place underneath these ideas. You know, whatever work you do can relate to one of the goals. Like it's it, we haven't found anyone yet who's been like, hmm, my stuff doesn't relate to any one of these, uh, which makes it really fun and different because people are interpreting them in completely different ways. And it can bring some great new partnership opportunities. It can bring people together in a way that hasn't happened previously. You know, if you went to a conference on marine sanctuaries and only talked to other marine sanctuaries people, 
but then you bring in other people into the conversation and try to make it more holistic. Um, that's what I'm most excited about is the collaborative nature and making sure that more people talk to each other within this community and with other communities that I think the diversity of shows on, on the network, you know, shows that there's a lot of different facets to this. And I really hope that this show is a way to bring everything under a similar umbrella to show the connectivity, to, to draw lines between, between all this great work that's going on in the oceans and coast. Well, I, I certainly hope for the same thing, Taylor. And <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, you should know that you're getting really just an incredibly talented and plugged in host in Taylor Gells here. And uh, I, I just want to re recite what you said or, or paraphrase what you just said, which is that there are opportunities there are new relationships to be forged, new synergies to be discovered, new economic opportunities out there. And, you know, for our audience, Peter, uh, in this professional class, the, the coastal practitioners out there, if you will, I really think that this is uh, an opportunity to dive in. And Taylor, one of the things that we've you've educated us on are the ocean shots. Would you explain what the ocean shots are and uh possibly you know how your this in learning about this perhaps maybe our audience might become involved yeah so the ocean shots are a super cool initiative of the u.s national committee on ocean decade so in under the the ocean decade every member state so every country uh is allowed to create and encouraged to create these national coordinating committees in the U.S., we're lucky enough that ours is being housed at the National Academies of Sciences, which, like, can you get any more prestigious? That's a good spot. People, can people think about this? Yeah. So we have people from across the National Academies who come together to create this um, national committee. And their their first big idea, which I think is fantastic to kind of get people interested and involved, is these ocean shots. And so it's evocative of, you know, the JFK moonshot. You know, they really want... Uh, people to think big, think beyond, you know, your one or two year funding streams, think beyond, at least at this point, you know, what you're going to have to write in a reportable to people who fund you or think beyond your typical partners. Like if on the idea of these is that on your proposal, on what you're writing up is your ocean shot. If the association, if the affiliation afterwards is the same for everyone on that proposal, you're doing it a little wrong, that you're not thinking big enough. Um, so the idea is for people to be creative, um, that the first call for these ocean shots, it was due on, uh, December 1st, uh, and there will be more calls, uh, forthcoming next year, but I'm really excited that at the launch meeting of the national committee, which is happening next February, they're going to go over a lot of these ocean shots and show what people have been dreaming up and thinking. They're really trying to inspire the U S ocean community more broadly to look at these and say, Hey, that's that's a great idea. You know, if I work in, um, I'm going to use marine sanctuaries again, you know, what's, what's the long-term goal? Where do we want to be in 10 years? And then figure out how to step back and get there. Once you have the right partners together, once you have the goal that it's really trying to think beyond the piecemeal approach that a lot of, uh, a lot of people in ocean science have been forced to take, you know, or in sustainable development that you think about what you can get done, you know, in the next little bit of time, but this 10 years really allows you to think, big and that's what these ocean shots are doing i'm really excited to see what happens with this first round of them in the u.s and what what we've been thinking 
You know, so let me make clear. I think it sounds like the Ocean Shots is a funding program, which means that if you... No. What is it? Do you don't, you don't get money. What do you get? It's not a funding program yet. Uh, So it's a way currently to just share ideas and a way to promote partnerships. And then they're hoping that uh, more opportunities to leverage funding or come together will come, but there's no promise of money right now. And so... Uh, sorry to burst that bubble, but it yeah. uh, no, not at all. Bring, <laughs> hopefully, it'll bring some. The goal is to create uh, a stronger network uh, underneath the, the umbrella of the ocean shots, so that people can better collaborate to be able to contribute more. So, later on. does this mean that that organizations uh, along the American shoreline, say the National Estuarine Research Reserve Association, and other actors? and managers uh, along the American shoreline can collaborate and put together a proposal to tackle a big complex issue over the next 10 years and bring that forward as a proposal to the uh, United States committee. Is that kind of what we're talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and the hope is that they'll be able to, because the national academies has a huge audience, a huge convening power that through this, that they'll be able to, help make some of these things happen uh, through the notoriety and through the attention that in the the launch webinar that the national committee had, uh, gosh, a couple months ago now, there was over 300 people on the line and that was them just introducing themselves to the world. And so I can't imagine that we've already gotten a lot more interest for the launch meeting next year. So it's going to be even bigger and better. And we're talking to ocean foundations and other big foundations in the U S to try to figure out, you know, what can, what can funding options be for this too? So all the right conversations are happening. We need ideas. So that's the idea of the ocean shots is that you come, you know, you don't have to fill out things to a certain requirement. You don't have to have a really strong projected budget. You just have to have an idea, which is, and then we'll work the rest of it out. That's what we have a decade for. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your show because what an agenda and what a thing to cover I hope, Tyler, that this show lasts a decade. I, I hope, Taylor, that we're t- we're talking to you <laughs> ten years from now in twenty thirty about how it how the ocean decade unfolded and what was accomplished. I mean, when you're thinking about your show and covering the ocean decade as part of your work with ASPN, can you talk about what you're excited about or what you think you will be uh, covering in your in your broadcast? Yeah. Um, so something that we, the a phrase that we've talked about in the past is, you know, a guided tour down the yellow brick road that is the decade, that there's a lot of moving parts and things move very quickly. And so I really want to act as almost like tour guide Barbie, bringing people through the decade uh, and helping them understand where they fit in. That's my main goal is that people understand that they can contribute and that they have something to bring to the table and then help them figure out how to do that um, and to give people a platform to be able to talk about what they care about. I love, you know, the best part about working on this decade has been getting to talk to passionate people about what they're passionate about. So that's the coolest part of, of this show to me is to get to talk to people who work on the decade at every level, you know, hopefully get up at the Intergovernmental Oceanographic Commission, U.S. National Committee, some of the Canals Fellows next year that will be working on the decade this youth advisory uh, council that's been formed with Heirs to Our Ocean that's going to bring Gen Z's perspective into things, um, that there's really endless ideas for this, and that's what's the most exciting to me right now. No question about it. And if, 
as we can all tell, this is a this is an optimist. You know, Peter, back in the moonshot period, uh, there was a real sense of uh, concern, worry after Sputnik that uh, uh, the United States was falling behind. Uh, and that we needed to assert ourselves and work really hard to catch back up. I mean, it, there was yeah, a, it take was, a leadership role, take a leadership role. And, that, and, and there was a real sense, in, of course, in the moonshot of a race. Yep. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, right here on ASPN on this channel. You will be able to follow starting next month this national effort. To the moon. We're not actually going a to the moon on commitment. this one. It's a 10-year yeah. commitment. <laughs> but in many respects, like the moonshot, but even maybe more so, we we really depend on succeeding in this shot. Yeah. I, I, exactly. You know, yeah. I, I, I hope that the, the result of this, you know, we've got a new administration coming into uh, Washington, D.C. soon. And, uh, you know... It, I would just say, Tyler, I've been a little disappointed that the United States is not in a leadership role on adaptation and, and, and contending with climate change. Uh, I, I hope that the new administration, coupled with the decade of the ocean, begins to uh, bring the U.S. into a leadership position when it comes to climate change issues and ocean sustainability and development. Wouldn't that be a tremendous thing for us to experience? Oh, my Lord. Well, uh, the audience knows that I've been pecking away at this Jacques Cousteau book. And, uh, you know, back in the 60s, the U.N. hosted a World Congress on I want to say it was like DC, uh, deep sea exploration. Uh, but, you know, then there was so much excitement about how the ocean could be exploited. Yeah. And that's when yep. Jacques actually started to change. Aquanauts, they were called. <laughs> right. But the, uh, around that period of time, uh, uh, Jacques and his crew of the Calypso, who had by this point been out prospecting for oil around the world and uh, had been looking at filming, you know, beautiful uh, coral reefs and things. They had seen the degradation of... Uh, areas near their uh, hometown yeah, in the, the Mediterranean in the was Mediterranean. particularly yeah they were and they so they started to introduce uh, here in the late 60s these concerns and it's just interesting to see how these global you know look it's this is obvious but uh, we're all connected the the mission here of the decade for uh, the the ocean is around the idea of the planet and the ocean is the dominant uh, binding force yeah. of the planet. So we obviously, I mean, this is this is what draws us all into it. Obviously, that's why we're uh -huh. that's why we're thrilled to have Taylor joining us on ASPN to no to, to lead a show dedicated to the ocean decade. I mean, Taylor, I'm thrilled. Me yeah, too. I've yeah, I couldn't. Uh, this is not something that I expected when I got into decade stuff. But this is the st I love making these connections and trying to help people succeed. And I really love the hopeful nature of this decade and that it really feels like a, a changing point. It's, we're on a precipice and it's kind of, it's similar to, you know, the generational change that happened with Rachel Carson, you know, that we can have a similar sort of thing that Silent Spring had, but for the oceans now, and that it can be a big part of 
You know, the UNFCCC just had their first ocean climate discussions yesterday, the day before, um, that they'd never uh, talked Taylor, about climate. Taylor, I'm sorry ocean. to interrupt you. You got to tell our audience what the uh, FCCC is. Oh, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, you use acronyms so much and then I'm going to have to look it up. UN, the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Um, so it's an international environmental treaty all around climate change. Um, so they have often talked about climate change in the past, but they had the first conversation about the ocean climate impact. So that's huge because you can't just talk about on land impacts of climate change. You have to, the ocean plays such a huge role uh, in climate change that it's fantastic that those conversations are getting that high. And I think the decade will continue to keep those conversations at the forefront at all levels. I feel like we're lighting a rocket. You know, to use the old moon, like, I think we're going, I'm excited. Uh, and I, I have to say, I'm, I'm particularly pumped, uh, Taylor, to get your inside perspective. You've been seeing this thing come to fruition and then to be able to monitor it, follow it, highlight stories. This is exactly the kind of uh, content that we always hoped to uh, produce. <laughs> so I'm really excited for it. Now, look. The show's coming up, ladies and gentlemen, very soon. In a, in a uh, 2021, uh, early, we're going to get this thing out to you. Specific date, TBD, but we're going to, it's coming soon. I, I promise. Now, as a full fledged ASPN host, we, this is your first Friday happy hour. So, of course, mm -hmm. welcome. And, and this is a christening of sorts. We have a tradition where we uh, do a segment, a little baby segment, where you can talk about whatever's on your mind, whatever, uh, whatever is of interest to you in this very moment. So, Taylor, I want to hand, <laughs> hand to you uh, your final thoughts for your first Friday happy hour. Ooh. Oh, my final thoughts are, are very holiday-focused right now, that have tried to make, you know, our tiny D.C. apartment pretty cheery, um, as you know, now that the light and sun is setting at like 4 30 PM and everything's doom and gloom that it's like, how many more, I, this is the question I ask myself, how many more Christmas lights do I need? <laughs> Answer is always at least one more. And that's how I've been living my life these past few weeks too much to my, my husband's detriment into our electricity bill detriment probably, but I need the cheer. I need the cheer this time of year as we're counting down to the decade. <laughs> Totally. Well, I tell you, uh, looking at 2021, uh, I think uh, I am personally a little optimistic about where we're headed, Tyler. I mean, we're coming to the end of an administration uh, that I don't think has been particularly conducive to the issue of climate change and ocean science and sustainability. There is a bright new day dawning. I think, I think uh, we all hope. I hope. And coupled with the United Nations international effort on on ocean sustainability and the questions and the challenges ahead. I just think we're looking at a brighter future here. And I sure am looking forward to listening to the Ocean Decade show that you're going to host uh, to follow along with uh, how we're doing as a as a species. I mean, this is the cool thing about your <laughs> show is it's all of us and countries all over the world. And how are we going to tackle the incredibly complicated challenges that come with 
ocean management and coastal issues and sea level rise and all the rest. I mean, what an agenda. What a great show. And we could not have a better, and I'm not going to say Barbie guide. I think an absolute (laughs) expert, a pro uh, who's on the inside and knows the community that's involved in this topic. I'm just so looking forward to hearing from you. It's great to have the the support of, of you all and that I'm really excited too to bring the coastal connection to it that we've been yeah. talking about like thus far in, in the what we've been talking about with Ocean Decade has been a lot of offshore stuff but I want to bring more people into it and that's what's fun about being able to host a podcast and having having it be on this this channel is that it's all people focused and so we're going to get to hear some great stories and have people explain the decade in a way that makes more sense than reading through their, you know, 100 page implementation plan, which I've done multiple times. And it's try to distill it all for you and make it uh, make it easy to participate and make you want to participate, because I think you could tell the the excitement that, that we all have for it and that I've brought both Peter and Tyler. Uh, they've had them drink the decade Kool-Aid. And so that's the that's the goal with this show. Oh, I'm. Uh, this is a happy hour. I'm. I'll, I've had the Kool Aid. I'll tell you right now. I am. I am so excited. I share. Uh, I share Peter's uh, sense that we we need it, but I also just know that we actually do need to uh, step up this decade. We have been talking, uh, going back. You know, my whole life we've been talking about the physics of carbon and the atmosphere and warming and the impacts and it was this you know theoretical conceptual notion and what's happening before our very eyes that we cover every week on ASPN and every day on Coastal News Today is that this is real and Peter we we say it on this show all the time that uh, this is a people problem we need to decide how we want to live on the planet, what that looks like, what the what the systems we're going to use, what what we allow ourselves to do in terms of pollution and in terms of carbon and and what we don't allow ourselves to do for the betterment of mankind. You know, kind of like mm-hmm. old Neil Neil Armstrong was getting at there with one small step. So, uh, Taylor, what can I say? Welcome to ASPN. It is an honor truly to uh, have you in our host family and ladies and gentlemen be looking out for a new show on the network the ocean decade show which is going to be dedicated to uh, the u.s effort and the global effort in this united nations program to change the world to make us more sustainable to Uh, Give us a future that we can look forward to. We need to do it. It's really important. (laughs) What can I say? It's, I mean, this should be a no-brainer, right, Peter? I mean, this is... Yeah, no, we do need to be better. And our our grandkids are going to be asking us, why didn't you get better? And here's an opportunity. So uh, it's all about trying to understand it, Taylor. And you're going to be a fantastic guide and... uh, Thanks for joining us as part of ASPN's family. It's such a cool thing to have you on the network. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get started. So, uh, yeah, what's next? Chomping at the bit. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, mark your calendars in 2021. Taylor uh, Gells, the Virginia Sea Grant Knauss Marine Policy Fellow now, but soon to be the 
brand new host of the Ocean Decade Show on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Have a great weekend, everybody, and be sure to come back next week. We've got a packed week of brand new coastal and ocean content coming your way right here on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Network.